Welcome to the Nonprofit Exchange. Stories by leaders for leaders to help you to raise the bar on your own performance and to release the potential inside of you. Now, here's today's episode. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Nonprofit Exchange. Interviews with leaders, interviews with people who have done things, are doing things, have discovered some important things to share, and through their experiences, have some wisdom and ideas to share with you. Today's, today's episode is called, hmm, I want to let my guest talk about this because it's so powerful, and she is a powerful presence and an advocate for women in leadership. And that's such an important topic. So Linda Fisk, welcome to the Nonprofit Exchange. And tell people a little bit about you, about leadership, and what is your passion for this work? Thank you so much, Hugh. First, let me just say that it is a pleasure and an honor to be here with you today. So thank you so much for giving me the opportunity to be a part of your program and to be able to speak with uh, all the people that are fans of yours. Uh, you know, as CEO and founder of Lead Hership Global, I got to tell you, I have the privilege of meeting inspirational leaders all around the world. And I am surrounded by people who are invested in accelerating the success of other women. And it is one of the most inspirational and motivational jobs that I can imagine to be able to be in a community of women that lift each other up, that cheer each other on, that provide counsel and support and help all women around the planet reach greater levels of success and impact because the purpose of Lead Hership Global is simply to create and support personal and professional breakthroughs. So our community is, is created to help guide women to achieving greater levels of leverage and freedom, both in their careers and their business. Love it. Love it. So why you? Why me? Well, I will tell you that early in my career, I learned about the transformational power of bringing leaders together for problem solving, for ideation, for creation, for co-elevation. And I learned very early on that when you bring passionate, um, astute thought leaders, pioneers, trailblazers, innovators together, focused on solving common goals, common challenges, that outcome is absolutely transformational. So we provide a global community of world-class women thought leaders and experts that are brought together to collaborate and to facilitate excellent outcomes for each other. I learned very early on that really good leaders operate in close-knit, high-performing teams. They operate well-run organizations but the most transformational leaders, those leaders that really are doing legacy work, they operate outside the boundaries of just their organization or just their team. They bring in a whole council of thought leaders and supporters and truth tellers all around them. And through that wider network of um, people that are uniquely chosen because they support that leader. They challenge that leader. They stress test ideas. 
they um, accelerate the success of that leader. That's where we find transformational kind of advancement. That's where we find incredible innovation, both in leadership and bringing that outside thought leadership into the organization. That's when we see huge leaps in performance. You know, um, some of the most profoundly influential leaders that I've experienced um, are women. And women approach leadership from a different way than men, which is a good thing. Um, and it's, you know, it's time for a fresh paradigm. So you're an influencer. And I think one of the most important traits of being a leader is being an influencer. What do you think? Yes, I absolutely agree. And when you think about impactful leadership, to me, impactful leadership is about making long-lasting, positive, and meaningful contributions to organizations and community and really in the lives of people. So to do that, you've got to combine both your mind and your heart to lead. You've got to create achievable and sustainable goals that build lasting impact. And that's only achieved by genuinely and generously influencing people to believe, to trust, and to join you in your mission. And so being an influencer is very much about inviting others to join you in your mission, to being able to create purpose, to create a mission and vision that ignites them, that absolutely electrifies their spirit, and that gives them the motivation to persevere and to be ingenious, to be resourceful, to be creative in the way that they solve problems and the way they impact uh, other people, communities, and organizations. Impact is key. Um, and you work with women in the business world and the nonprofit world, I guess, clergy as well. And women are making a significant impact in those areas. But we're not judged by our activity at the end of the day. We're judged by results. And we impact people's lives with our work. So say a little more about um, how do leaders equip themselves? I think the first rule of leadership, transformation happens with self and then managing self is more important than anything in order to be upfront and be effective as a leader. But what are some of the, the myths that people have about leadership and where leaders fall short? I will say that in my mind, Hugh, there are just a couple qualities of what I consider to be, as you described, a transformational leader, a leader that really does create impact. And one is they absolutely are clear about their values. They've established a unique leadership style based on those values, based on those non-negotiables, those aspects of their operating um, style, their leadership style that will absolutely not be sacrificed. There are no shortcuts. There are non-negotiables that are associated with their values. So these value traits um, are what inform their leadership style, their character traits, their talents. It's all based on a foundation, a framework of values that are steadfast and that are absolutely unerrant. They, these are aspects of their leadership style that are absolutely non-negotiable. 
The second quality I think of a good leader is not only understanding your values and allowing your unique leadership style to be based on those values, but to serve with both your heart and your mind. That means incorporating an attitude of service to genuinely connect with the people in your life and to earn their loyalty. This isn't about a, um, a, a commanding kind of leadership. This is about a earned leadership position. And it's about incorporating this attitude of service that attracts people to you. It, it genuinely connects with the people in your life and it helps earn their loyalty. And the third aspect I think of really effective leadership is to be generous and to participate. You have to share your knowledge generously with those that you lead. Being a role model, you have to live your values. You have to live your leadership style. You have to be a role model to inspire and motivate people to move forward, which means that not only do you have to be incredibly generous with your willingness to share your knowledge, to coach, to participate, but you also have to live out the tenets of your belief systems. You have to live out the tenets of your leadership style, which again, should be based in the, fed, uh, the bedrock of your values. And in my mind, those are perhaps the three most important qualities of being a good leader. But we do know that women have some generally, not always, but they generally have some unique leadership traits too that I think does actually um, serve them well, like empathy, humility, self-knowledge. Those are all keys to accelerating in leadership. Um, and generally, women tend to have those kinds of attributes and traits uh, in a much more abundance, a higher level than most men. Female leaders tend to express more awareness of the fears that their team members may be feeling, and then they're empathetic. They have concern for the well-being of their team members, and yet they have confidence in their own plans. So in my mind, essential leadership capabilities that are common to most women are things like uh, collaboration, communication, both oral and written, critical thinking, empathy, humility, and, and a self-knowledge, a self-awareness um, that they know that you know they may not have all the answers. And there are risks in business that they need to be aware of, but they rely on the broader set of their community, uh, their other thought leaders, the broader sense of the people that they turn to as sort of their personal board of directors to tell them the truth and give them uh, feedback and to share ideas and possibilities and options and opportunities in a real way. That's profound. And, you know, that's so consistent with what we teach and I teach and what we teach in Center Vision Leadership Foundation. Um, I want to go come back to the, the women women's traits in a minute, but I was almost 50 before I discovered that in order to make music as a musical conductor, standing on the podium in front of a choir and orchestra, I had to be vulnerable. That's, that's one thing that you implied, but we haven't hit it straight on. Uh, Brene Brown writes about it. One of the great conductor teachers of conductors talked about until you can be vulnerable on the podium, you really can't be free to make good music, to lead the music making. So there, there is a direct transposition of that into the workplace 
And so talk about authenticity and vulnerability, would you? Yeah, I, I agree with the what you just suggested is that um, authenticity begins by deeply knowing yourself, understanding a lot of the themes that have reoccurred in your life, a lot of the teaching moments and the learning moments that have been woven throughout your life. And in that tapestry, that rich tapestry uh, that is woven in someone's life, there are highs and lows. There are incredible um, achievements and times of accomplishment. And then there's also times of extraordinary failure, missteps, mistakes. And I think as a leader, you need to embrace it all. You need to be very open and honest about your wins as well as your losses. And the more that you're able to see even the most profound mistakes, even the most profound failures as learning opportunities, that allows you to be much more open, much more authentic, and much more vulnerable about the lessons you've learned along the way. Um, that also leads to a sense of empathy for other people. It allows others to recognize that they have both extraordinary wins and extraordinary losses, and it has helped both those experiences have helped them become a much more capable, much more uh, open, much more transparent, authentic leader that now has the opportunity to be empathetic to others. Because when you recognize your wins and you recognize your losses, you have a sense of grace for others. And women leaders, turns out, uh, tend to slightly overperform men in leadership skills that are associated with empathy. They're often referred to as things like emotional intelligence or soft skills. And it really pertains to any way that you approach others or handle your professional life um, with a sense of humility, with a sense of openness, with a sense of transparency, but also with a sense of grace, with a sense of acceptance of other people. And women have proven to hold a key advantage in these soft skills. Um, that's from, you know, gosh, firms like the Hay Group and um, ENY and Columbia Business School. They tend to suggest that those skills that are associated with emotional intelligence competency tend to be more natural for women, it, for the most part. Again, not sweeping statement, but generally female leaders express more awareness of their strengths as well as their weaknesses, their incredible successes as well as their stunning failures. And they're more accepting of all those experiences as fundamental building blocks to their learning journey. So the um, so folks are coming by on Facebook or watching this on social media, the video. This is Linda Fisk. You're at the Nonprofit Exchange. And you just had 900 sound bites go by that each one of them will impact your life. So do not fear. There will be a transcription. You go to the Nonprofit Exchange, T-H-E, nonprofitexchange.org. And you can find Lead Hership is the logo you can see in the picture. But the, uh, the title of today's, uh, today's episode, I want to grab it so I don't do it wrong. The title is really good. Why Feminine Leadership is, is the Future. So Linda, your website is Lead Hership Global. Now, people on the podcast can't see this, but people watching the video, what, what will people find? L-E-A-D-H-E-R-S-H-I-P dot 
global, excuse me, leadhershipglobal.com. What will people find when they come to the site? You know, Lead Hership Global is really a community for what I consider to be the most impactful, extraordinary women in the world. And our whole focus is helping women unleash their full potential. It's all about accelerating their success. So you're going to see learning events. You are going to see huge um, opportunities to learn, to grow, to advance, both in community as well as in self-directed learning. We help ensure that high-performing and growth-oriented leaders are able to collaborate in a confidential, supportive, and private community. We give them opportunities to, to collaborate in small groups like leadership boards and trust forums and huge learning events like our Enlightened Leadership Roundtable, our, uh, our Business Owners Roundtable, and so what we try to do is provide community for women to collaborate, to co-elevate, to learn, to grow, to advance. But we also have a deep, rich library of diagnostics, assessments, resources that include workbooks, worksheets, articles, um, videos, step-by-step -step instruction through podcasts. We have so many high-value resources to help women overcome any challenge that they could be facing. And so we really help members of Leadership Global accelerate their success by defining their vision, growing their leadership, expanding their influence, and we help them leave a lasting legacy by advancing their definition of what success means. And it, it means busting through some of the um, assumptions and the paradigms. Um, I often teach that we, we have learned leadership wrong, so it's really good to see what you have to offer. And we've inherited systems that are compromised, the, the leader, and we're expected to do what was before. And what was before, you know, I'm a, I'm a white male boomer, and we've kind of messed up things. So, so there's, there's also the challenge of people in power, which is the white male boomers. Um, mostly, and and due to our fragile male egos, we want to block anything that's going to be more effective. So there's certain challenges, in in for women, and but where I see you and other leaders have just stepped to the top, the front of the line, saying, "I'm going to claim, I'm going to claim my place." And I loved what you. I want want to remind people: you heard it here, you've heard it before, but you now heard it again. They're not failures. They are learning opportunities. So, so right. Napoleon Hill said, in every failure, there's a seed of a future success. And so right. that, that was, you just slipped that in there. I wanted to highlight it. So what would you say to women who feel threatened by some of the systems that are in place? Now, I, I want to address something here. We, we talk about this equality. And it, to me, equality is a myth. Why should women dumb down, <laughs> try to be equal with men that have screwed it up? <laughs> Sorry, but you know it's 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 equity, but it is stepping into the excellence of leadership that bring that that women bring to the workplace, no matter where it is. So some of the challenges. Uh, what would you say to encourage women who want to step up but feel threatened or don't feel as secure in doing it? I think you have to find a community. Um, that is going to support you, that's going to cheer you on, that's going to be genuinely invested in your success. 
You know, throughout your leadership journey, I think you have to continue to learn how to better serve others and to genuinely support their career advancement and overall engagement in the work. Um, and the more that you have a community of people around you that are doing that for you, and you in turn do that for others, it becomes this remarkable ecosystem that I really do think was the design of life was for us to feed others as we are fed ourselves. And so becoming mindful of the opportunity and the responsibility that you have to serve your own advancement by serving others is to me the key. That is absolutely um, sort of the, the secret, but it's also the key that unlocks phenomenal joy, incredible fulfillment, um, incredible meaning and purpose in life is to ensure that you are being fed as you focus on feeding others. So that means learning how to better serve others and genuinely support their career advancement and their overall engagement as you surround yourself with others that are going to tell you the truth, that are going to cheer you on, that are going to provide counsel to you, that are going to lift you up, that are going to connect you, and that are going to give you the uh, benefits and advantages of their experience. So being mindful of the opportunity and responsibility that you have to both serve your own advancement by serving other people, to me, is really the key. Oh. That is so, so essential. So one of the words that flew by was, and I want to pull it out, is creating a collaborative culture, a community. And you, you've talked about some of the components of it there. Um, um, we as male leaders tend to cut ourselves off because we have this boss paradigm. And, you know, boss is double SOB spelled backwards. So we, 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 we need to get out of the, I've got the right answers. And so there's a great power because none of us have all the right answers but we do have good questions so you you talked about building collaborative cultures you talked about coaching and mentoring others so talk about that a little more and how do how does a leader move from a doer to empowering other people who really have good skills yeah you know I think everyone in their leadership journey at some point becomes a little perhaps stymied, stuck. They feel like they've hit a wall. They're unable to sort of figure out how to take their team to the next level, how to level up their skills as a leader, uh, someone who continues to be motivating and driving and inspirational. Let me just say, that's a big challenge for anyone, no matter how gifted you are, no matter how much of a natural born leader you are, there are still times where you are going to feel stuck. You're going to feel like you hit a ceiling, you hit a wall. And so that's when it's important to be surrounded by people who will lift you up. And you've got to make sure that you have access to valuable insight, proprietary tools, resources, certifications, executive coaching, impactful group experiences, mentoring relationships, maybe influential networking. You've got to find ways of reaching beyond yourself to find resourceful new angles on a problem, to find innovative, pioneering new solutions to a problem. 
you know, we are facing some unprecedented times. And even though many of us are starting to feel as though COVID is in our rearview mirror, I will tell you that there are new challenges that are now surfacing post-pandemic. And being in a community of leaders allows you to have an outlet to continuously learn, improve in a confidential setting and to get exposure to new ways of approaching problems to issues, as well as new ways of leveraging opportunities and having a safe, supportive environment that allows you to develop friendships and networks with other CEOs, other leaders that you respect. This can really enrich your professional and personal life and give you maybe that little jolt that you needed to feel as though you're able to get unstuck, right? And so choosing a community that supports your unique purpose and can improve the growth and profitability of whatever kind of organization that you're part of, I think is really, really a great investment. Um, so I hope that answers your question. It does. Um, it's, it's hard to keep your nose above water when you have some challenge and challenge, challenge. So having, having some people, not that we need other people to prop us up, but we all need encouragement. We all need to be around people who are positive, who are possibility thinkers, who are, who are not going to tell you no matter what you say, oh, that won't work, or that's not worked before. We, we want people that are affirming, but don't want to be just yes people, but will help us get through where we are to get where we need to be. So what about smaller groups like a mastermind or you know a think tank group? Um, do you recommend leaders have a small group that they meet with uh, on a regular basis? Absolutely. Being part of a leadership community, whether big or small, has significant proven benefits. But I will say leadership communities are not for every executive to benefit. Number one, you have to be committed to improvement. You know, those who believe that simply holding a CEO or C-suite title is the end of your learning journey, well, you probably are not going to benefit from being in any kind of group. On the other hand, those that value continuous learning and believe that every CEO has got to invest in their ongoing professional development, well, they are really going to benefit by being in a community of thought leaders, uh, being in a community of innovators. And the second thing that I think you've really got to um, sort of understand about joining any kind of group, whether big or small, is that you really need to be self-aware. In addition to improved organizational performance, those leaders that aim to increase their level of satisfaction and performance in their own work, as well as the work of their employees, their customers, their investors, they've got to be self-aware. They've got to recognize their strengths as well as their weaknesses, their triumphs as well as their failures. And they've got to be open and honest about those things so that they can improve, which leads us to the sense of humility. I really believe that in order to benefit from the full uh, weight of a membership community, whether big or small, you've got to demonstrate a willingness to share your personal triumphs and just as importantly, your failures. Hard-won experience, both good and bad, is what provides depth and meaning for leaders of substance. So if you think you're that kind of leader and you'd benefit from joining a dynamic leadership organization, there's tons out there. And virtual networking allows for a much more customized approach to networking too, which is incredibly helpful. But you've got to carve out regularly scheduled time to review and grow 
your community and the community that you're a part of, grow those relationships, nurture those relationships, invest in those relationships. And it's also a time to get comfortable being seen because networking involves being seen, being vulnerable, as you said, and being able to share your experiences. Um, So that's what I think really matters. No matter the size of the organization or community that you surround yourself with, I think those are the tenets of your approach to membership that will really make a big difference. That's awesome. That's awesome. There's so many good things and we've, we've covered a lot of topics and we're coming near to the interview. So what would you say to women who've got some really good ideas, some really good skills, and, and they want to begin to exercise those traits in the workplace? What word of encouragement would you offer to them if they're just starting out thinking about becoming the leader? I would say step out. The very first thing that I believe that everyone has the opportunity to do is to step into your purpose by understanding your design, by understanding your purpose, you can then understand how to invest in uh, the vision and the mission that you were given on planet earth. You can understand clearly what you need to do to make the kind of impact in your family, in your community, in your organization, within the world that you were designed to. And there should be nothing holding you back. There should be nothing that you feel uh, ill-equipped to be able to tackle. What you need to do is understand your purpose, understand your mission and vision, and take the gambles to step out into that purpose with a sense of confidence and a sense of bold intention. And I will tell you that you would be shocked at the way that doors will open and opportunities will arise and possibility will uh, begin to take shape and form in your life when you know your purpose, you know your mission and vision, and you step boldly and confidently in the direction of your dreams. Uh, Doors will open and the more that you surround yourself with people who are invested in your success, who want to see you succeed, who really genuinely want to be part of your team, advancing your vision, the more success that you are going to find in very short order. I was going to ask you for a concluding statement, and that was it. That's a challenge. That's to step up. It's time now. So Linda Fisk, leadhershipglobal.com. Go to that website and look at the community. Um, that's a powerful place for leaders to be. And it's time for women to um, use the skills that God gave you. And we make a difference. And I, I love it, Linda. Thank you so much for being our guest today on the Nonprofit Exchange. Thank you, Hugh. What an honor and what a pleasure to be with you. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to the Nonprofit Exchange. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.